Hello, and welcome to Mr. Suitcase number 32. Uh, I have signed up for the Grand Prix. I have signed up for Grinder number 4, and I have uh, gotten my free Goblin Guide and uh, my free T-shirt, and am waiting for things to fire off. Already around the hall, I've run into Evan Irwin, and I've, uh, I see Craig Wesco here as well, LSV, so see if I can uh, grab some chats uh, in just a little bit. Well, fresh off of spotting LSV, um, I've uh, sat down with him to see if I can run a few chats with him ahead of time. So, uh, LSV, um, what has the new Grand Prix schedule meant to you as a professional player? Uh, the new Grand Prix schedule is kind of interesting where there's a lot of tournaments and it's kind of a grind, but you also don't have to go to as many as you, if you don't want to. Like, uh, Kibler skipping this one, I skipped Baltimore, Conley skipped Indianapolis. Like, nobody is going to, like, every single tournament except for, you know, like, Shuhai because it's crazy. <laughs> So now I notice that like you're, you're seeing a bunch of different people skipping different Grand Prix. As a team, have you kind of made a decision to kind of have different people skip out on different pieces, or are you just kind of individually whatever's not as interesting to you? Oh, it's, it's individual. The team doesn't. We don't schedule Grand Prix. Like people can do whatever they want. Now I know that a lot of prep uh, goes into a pro tour as a team. Do you guys do much uh, prep work as a team for a Grand Prix? Uh, I mean, we talk to each other like when it comes to constructed Grand Prix and, and about limited stuff. We don't do any like like a ton of like focus testing but everyone kind of does their own thing and then reports back so it's like pretty loose so you're still kind of engaging a group think but there's certainly less uh communal time together to kind of pound all that stuff out right right it's not like i would sit down and, and play Venice in a particular matchup a bunch of times it's more like one of us will play post our list on our team forum and then other people will chime in with eh, mostly making fun of whoever posted the list but especially if it's conley so <laughs> Um, you know, so this one's sealed, Seattle's sealed. What do you think of the sealed format in general? Uh, it's terrible. It's really not very good. Uh, the, the rares are just too good. I mean, it, sealed Grand Prix are fun. They're, they are more fun than constructed tournaments, but that's because the draft is so fun. The draft format is great. The sealed format's really not as desirable as I would like. It's just the, the good cards are just way too good. Now, some of the local players I've been playing with are kind of getting tired of the double-faced dynamic in drafting. How are you feeling about it at this point in the set stage? Uh, I'm pretty ambivalent. I, I didn't really, I wasn't too worried when it came out, and I mean, it is what it is. I, I don't know. It's, it's not really a big deal to me. Um, with double-faced cards and flashbacks not being in the future set that's coming out, um, do you have any thoughts on you know how you're going to feel about the change in things, or are you just going to pretty much roll with whoever they send you because it's the job? Well, I mean, there are sets I like more than other sets, that's for sure. Like, I did not particularly enjoy my time drafting Zendikar nearly as much as I did drafting Scars, for example. And this format in particular is really fun. So, I, I mean, I hope Abyssin Restored is great, and I can't really do much more than that. I guess the last thing would be, uh, what, what if you had to open up a, uh, an Uncommon and get a couple of them in your sealed pool, what's the Uncommon you think would be best to open up? Probably Slayer of the Wicked. Yeah, I think Slay Slayer of the Wicked just because it it kills pretty much all the bombs. Though I guess if you're talking about both sets, Lingering Souls, like by far, Lingering Souls are just too good. Okay, great. Well, I appreciate the time, and I might check back with you during the Grand Prix. Thanks. No problem. Talk to you later. Well, played in Grinder One or uh, Grinder Four. <coughs> Lost the first round to a guy with Mayor of Avison, uh, as well as uh, just a lot of pumping tricks and a lot of just uh, brutal 
combat uh, tricks and removal. He was playing uh, green red and really just took it home. Huntmaster came into play in uh, all three games that I got there. My pool, um, the pool I basically had, I, I decided to go green-white. Uh, I had Gavany Township, which is one thing that leaned me that way. I had a mayor of Averbach, uh, as well as uh, increasing devotion. I'm sorry, his Huntmaster of the Fells was what was really uh, brutal to me. I, I was able to flash back uh, increasing devotion twice, but it was only able to save me one time. Um, Neither of us was the really the quickest of players, and that kind of put a, 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 a hurt on us as well. Um, so uh, a couple young wolves, a couple loyal cathers, um, and you know some other pump with briar pack alpha and selfless cather to combine with uh, having a hamlet captain. Um, as well as a butcher's cleaver and a heavy mattock to kind of go with my human theme, but no real removal. Well, no removal at all. I did have a Nibulus of the Mists and a uh, Burden of Guilt. In the first game I had played, I misplayed. I thought that he forgot that his Forest Walker had... Um, that is, Forest Walker had Forest Walk and uh, put my Burden of Guilt on a rather large uh, werewolf. And instead, I probably should have just gone ahead and put it on the Forest Walker, which is the creature that ended up killing me at the end. So, anyway, that was uh, my round, my one round of grinder number four, and uh, grabbing a bite, and then going to head back to the site to see if I can nab any more interviews before we post this up tonight. Thank you very much. So I went back over uh, my pool with Tony and uh, missed the possible blue-red deck. Um, dismissed red because besides um, Rack with Madness, it didn't really have any removal, but it had a hell of a tempo. Uh, well, Forge Devil is also a little bit of removal, but like a Hinterland Hermit, Ashmoth Hound doubled, Rakish Air, Village Ironsmith, Karen Outlaw, uh, Eggwall Ripper, Ripper, into Russet Wolves, uh, Rack with Madness, the Night Revelers, and the uh, Falconrath Marauders were the red part. And then the the part that really sells it, though, is probably the blue with uh, Sensory Deprivation, uh, gig, uh, Griptide, Claustrophobia, Dungeon Geist, Nibulus of the Breath, as well as Grasp of Phantasms, you know, plus a, a few other you know creatures to throw in there as well. Um, and, and so... I know what happened when I was building. I saw the red-white. I saw the synergies between humans and Gavany Township and uh, that, and I kind of locked into it. When I saw the red didn't have any removal, I missed some of the upper end and the vampire synergy there and never never decided that the blue was something I could bring into the green-white deck. I thought it because it was too mana-intensive. And that's where I missed this other deck that was also something I could have sided into in a game two or just built and run. And the tempo game is probably where I should have been. I fell into... Uh, into Green White's classic, uh, classic problem. And, uh, Green White's pl classic problem is that it just lays out dudes and wants to lay beats and doesn't have enough to kind of punch through. And that's, that's where I ended up. I didn't have enough of the upper end on the green, I think, that it probably wasn't as attractive as it could have been. Also, not seeing Gavany Township, uh, with my human tokens is probably a disappointment. But, uh, so, anyway, that's where, things stand after part two of Sealed Deck Review.
So I got a chance to check out my man Tony's uh, deck, and uh, it was... Uh, the blue just sucked. They had nothing uh, to go, no creatures at all to use. He ended up deciding to build it with a uh, black for bombs. He had a couple big demons he could get out. Um, and then built it with green because it had the most creatures to help him stall. And then he was still short playable, so he splashed in some red. And ended up even throwing in some bumps to help shorten out the game. He got bumped in round two himself, though, so... It was a pretty difficult pool for him to build. Didn't feel it was great. You know, I wonder if with a little more work, you know, you might he might have been able to eke it out more. It's tough to say though. You know, you only have your 30 minutes to build and seeing it all, at least for me, has been a challenge. I'm heading back to the hall. I've grabbed some dinner. I'm gonna go see what else there is to see, who else there is to talk to. So I've been having problems finding people who are willing to talk right now since it's a little bit past the dinner hour. Evan Irwin is busy working on some stuff. Uh, the man apparently never sleeps, so he's uh, working on some sort of script or something. So that's cool. I'm sure he's enjoying about. I'll probably talk to him about that. I'm going to try to get a chance to give him an interview, get an interview with him. Um, and uh, I'm going to try to catch up with Melissa DeToro as well. Uh, she has been... Uh, Wanting to, she's been trying to grind the Planeswalker points, so we'll see how that has gone for her. So, anyway, um, one of the storylines, uh, you know, of my trip is uh, Tony is work trying to grind up enough Planeswalker points to make it to uh, the uh, national, the national round. Uh, that's going to be held in St. Louis, the national qualifier that's going to be held in St. Louis. So we'll see how he does in that quest as well. And uh, anyway, that's where I'm at right now. Still looking to see if I can grab one or two more interviews before I shut down and end up uh, burning all this stuff to the internets.